Welcome to the NutriBlends Animal Ag Podcast, where we tell the truth about American agriculture. On this podcast, false rumors are run out of town. Misleading marketing gets called out for what it is. And you better have good science to back up your claims or you're getting a boot. You hear me? I'm John Ratzenberger, coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee. There are many differences in trace minerals for poultry and livestock. Terms such as bioavailability, solubility, uh, organic, inorganic, are often utilized to describe them, and today we will try to shed some light on, on what those terms mean and their significance in the trace mineral market. Today I'm joined by Maris McCarthy from Micronutrients. She's a nutritionist and researcher by training. Her area of specialty is transition cow nutrition, with an emphasis on fresh cows and energy metabolism. She got her start in dairy nutrition at Cal Poly, received an MS from the University of Delaware, and then continued on to a PhD from Cornell. She currently calls State College, Pennsylvania, her home. Now, let's be honest. There are many different terms used when talking about trace minerals. Maris, what's the difference between organic, inorganic, and hydroxy. Right. All of the terms can get a little bit confusing and we have to kind of think back to chemistry a bit. So the differences between trace mineral source effectiveness is really in the type of chemical bond that binds the metal to its ligand. So what, what it's attached to. And so the strength of the bond between the metal and its ligand is what matters the most for how well that trace mineral is going to get to where it's absorbed in the animal's small intestines. So you bring up an inorganic trace mineral. So an example of an inorganic trace mineral would be a sulfate trace mineral, which contains a metal ion, so like copper, which is bound to a sulfate ion via an ionic bond. And so these ionic bonds are weak bonds and they break apart easily in an aqueous environment, releasing that free metal ion, which is highly reactive. And that reactive free metal ion can then interact with other nutrients or microbes in the room and have negative consequences. So organic trace minerals are covalently bound to a carbon containing ligand. So like an amino acid. And this covalent bond is a much stronger bond and is more stable in comparison to sulfates. The third type are hydroxy trace minerals, which are the newest class of trace minerals. And this is where IntelliBond falls. These are bound to a non-carbon containing ligand. So technically they're inorganic, but they are covalently bound. So these stronger covalent bonds protect the metal from being released too early in the feed or the digestive tract which helps to ensure that we're getting the most trace mineral available in the small intestines where the cow can absorb it. When we talk about solubility, uh, it's clear that there's a difference between solubility and disassociation. Can you talk to me about the differences? Yeah, you bring up a really great point as the differences can be quite confusing. So not everything that's soluble necessarily disassociates. So solubility refers to how well something dissolves in a solution, whereas dissociation is if it breaks apart into its individual ions within that solution. 
So for example, if you were to pour sugar into water, it would dissolve into smaller sugar molecules, but it doesn't break apart into its individual hydrogen, oxygen, and carbon atoms. So the sugar is soluble, but it doesn't dissociate because it's held together by those strong covalent bonds. Whereas something dissociates if it breaks apart into its individual ions. So an example of this would be when you put salt into water. So the salt will dissociate into its individual sodium and chloride ions because that salt's held together by weak ionic bonds. And so once it hits that aqueous environment, it dissociates. So if we bring this back to trace minerals and remember that the sulfates have these weaker ionic bonds that are able to break apart more easily in that aqueous environment. So why, why does this necessarily matter? When we are talking about dairy nutrition and animal nutrition in general, and we have a lot of aqueous environments that we're encountering. So for example, the TMR uh, that's fed to dairy cows is gonna be greater than 50% water. Once the cow eats that TMR, it's gonna come into contact with her saliva. And then we also have the rumen, which is a huge aqueous environment. And so when a sulfate dissociates, this then releases the free metal ion that's highly reactive and can interact and potentially degrade other feed components, which would thereby reduce feed stability. It can also reduce preferential intake of mineral to the animal, so decreasing animal palatability. It can decrease fiber digestibility as well. And then it can also bind to antagonists and make that metal be unavailable to the animal, so reducing bioavailability. So there's lots of negative consequences that can happen with sulfates when they disassociate too soon. Whereas with organic trace minerals and IntelliBond, those strong covalent bonds help to protect that metal to be available for the animal to absorb in the small intestines. Now, we know that micronutrients is continually advancing trace mineral nutrition. In fact, they hang their hat on the proven science behind the trace mineral products. Can you tell us briefly about the ruminant solubility research done at Colorado State University and why it's an important scientific contribution? Sure. So that study with Dr. Terry Engel at Colorado State University was really exciting because it showed us not only the rumen solubility of IntelliBond and sulfate trace mineral sources, but it also gave us an indication of how available that mineral is to the animal when it gets to the small intestine. So in this experiment, they bolus dosed copper, zinc, or manganese from either sulfate or IntelliBond sources into the rumen of steers. And then they pulled samples of that rumen content, that digestion for a 24 hour period. And so as we'd expect, there was a big increase in rumen soluble copper and zinc and manganese with the sulfate treatments, whereas the Telebon had much less solubilization of mineral. So then the next question is, okay, if there's less disassociation with Intellibond, how available is that mineral when it gets to the lower tract? Is that mineral able to be released and to be absorbed by the animal? So there weren't any differences in the manganese sources, but for zinc and copper, the IntelliBond treatments had a lot more release of the metal than that sulfate source. So what does that mean? The increased solubility and disassociation in the rumen from the sulfate treatments allowed that copper and zinc to recomplex and bind super tightly to other components of the digestion 
from the sulfate treatments, which would indicate that that metal is no longer available for the animal to absorb. Does a trace mineral have to be soluble in order to be absorbed? And how does solubility of trace mineral sources relate to bioavailability? So yes, the trace mineral has to be soluble and dissociated in order for it to be absorbed. So the trace mineral transporters in the lining of the small intestines only absorb and take up free metal ions. And so because of this, it really matters where in the digestive tract a trace mineral becomes soluble. So if a mineral dissociates too early in the tract, like in the rumen, that free metal then has the opportunity to bind really tightly to other antagonists and won't be able to be released when it gets to the small intestines, which would make it unavailable to the animal. So that's what was indicated in that Colorado State study. Whereas with Intellibon, it doesn't start to solubilize and dissociate until it reaches the acidic pH of the abel mason. So that allows more mineral to be available for the animal to absorb in the small intestines. And then, John, your second question on how the solubility of a trace mineral relates to the bioavailability is a really good question. So the trace mineral bioavailability and homeostasis is really tightly regulated at the site of absorption. So, for example, if an animal is in a state of copper adequacy, she will downregulate the number of copper receptors to take up less copper. Whereas if she needs more copper and is in a, a state of copper deficiency, she'll upregulate the number of receptors so that she can absorb more copper. So the site of regulation is really important because she needs to have the mineral available there in the small intestines for her to be able to choose to absorb more should she need it. Well, you talked about the relationship between solubility and bioavailability. Are there other factors in nutrition related to the solubility of the trace mineral source? Yeah, definitely. So solubility is really key in thinking about trace minerals because it's one of the most upstream factors that is going to impact trace mineral performance. So if the mineral is soluble and disassociates too early in the rumen or or in the feed before the animal eats it, this is going to negatively impact the stability of that feed, the palatability to the animal, can negatively interfere with rumen microbial function and impact digestibility, and then ultimately impacting the bioavailability of that mineral. You know, it's, it's clear to me that you're passionate about Intellibon trace minerals. And, well, what's the one thing you want our listeners to know about Intellibon trace minerals? Yeah, so trace minerals often get overlooked in the diet, um, but the, the impact that they can have are worth consideration. And so I would say it's, it's worth us taking a closer look at our trace mineral programs. So when it comes to Intellibon trace minerals, they help to ensure proper trace mineral nutrition without the negative interactions of sulfate mineral. So that they may have improvements in diet stability, palatability, bioavailability, and digestibility relative to those sulfates. Well, it's clear that there are many factors that affect the animal's ability to utilize trace minerals. And research is leading the way to ensure we have all the information to provide the best nutrition for today's poultry and livestock. I want to thank Maris from Micronutrients for joining me today and encourage our listeners to tune in next week to see what's on tap in animal agriculture.